Right. Are we recording? Do the right stuff. Yeah. We on? We good? We ready? Let's go! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you are. Welcome to the Matt Kim Podcast. I am Matt Kim, joined by my co-host, Peter Saddington. Always good to be here, guys. Let's go. Ready for a new week, new adventure, and let's start right away. Did you watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> no. You didn't? Not at all. <laughs> I, I think it was... <laughs> let um, down in the very beginning. Yeah, see if you can look up the numbers on it. I think this was the most watched Super Bowl in recent history. Well, they the, Taylor, make... the Taylor Swift effect is strong. Yeah, they got to have those. They got to run those extra ads, man. Got to run those extra Pfizer ads. They are... Um, it was... I did watch it. I haven't watched... I didn't watch Super Bowl last year. I watched it this year. I watched it with my family. And I had to sign up for Paramount+. Paramount Plus trial. That's what that was. In my, order to watch it, that was my cock block. Once <laughs> I saw that, I had to because we were thinking about watching it as a family, and I went onto the the TV computer, and I was like, okay, so clearly I have to sign up for this thing, and I decided, nope, we're not going to watch it. We'll just watch the replays later, guys. Super Bowl twenty twenty four is the most watched telecast in U.S. history with over one hundred twenty three million viewers. Amazing! Wow. What an amazing entertainment show. <laughs> no, 130 million people. That's an amazing 123 show. 123 million. Don't give them extra. 123.4 million viewers saw the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22. And that spread, the 25-22, that spread of a three-point differential is how you make that money, baby. <laughs> Making that money on that spread, baby. That three-point differential, you guys know, for the betters out there, that's how you make the most money. So I remember watching it, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, like, uh, San Francisco is winning. This doesn't make any sense. And they were winning at halftime. And I was like, all right, this doesn't make any sense. And they were winning in the fourth quarter. And I was like, all right, this doesn't make any sense. And then they tied at the end of the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh, okay, I see it. And then they went to overtime. And I was like, all right, when's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, there it is. And Kansas City Chiefs. You got it, baby. <laughs> right on script. I think it might have been President Biden who said that it was uh, – it was the right script or something like this. Yeah, we will get into Dark Brandon later in the show for sure because I want to talk about the initiative to paint Biden in a weird light. We'll get back to that. But I want to stick to the Super Bowl. So the only clips that I saw were of all these runs and plays that were made where it seems like people were missing tackles. <laughs> Is that what it looks like to you? Well, I'll be honest with you. Again, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I just watched the clips later later that evening and the next morning. And it seemed like there were a lot of clips where people were just missing those tackles for some reason. For From the perspective of a football game, football entertainment, mm -hmm. I thought it was entertaining. Amazing entertainment. Amazing entertainment. As far as outcome, I think it's predicted outcome. Anyone that bet that Kansas City Chiefs would lose, I think you guys were like asleep and totally unaware of what's going on in the 100%. world. 100%. <laughs> it should have been Kansas City by three points. That's the spread. That's how you make the money, guys. I mean, either you took Kansas City to win or you didn't bet. Fair enough. Anyone that took San Francisco to win, bro, you're just not paying attention to the world. The, the world is telling you the game, and they've already told you the script. I mean, we've had an entire buildup. We didn't even need commercials for this because we got Taylor Swift, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one playing the game. And they keep on showing the the video clip of Ice Spice yes. doing the satanic ritual and call-out yes. while Taylor Swift is chugging her beer. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that went everywhere. That did go everywhere. So you have to wonder, you have to wonder, 
well, at least I wondered. Let me put it this way. Is Taylor Swift really friends with Ice Spice? I, I cannot believe in a reality where that's true. They're they're like completely away from each other, I think from from what I perceive to be as, you know, their social groups. And in terms of their shared interests, I just didn't see it, man. I, I felt like it was, if I may say, because this is the Matt Kim show, so we can speak freely here. I felt like it was two Illuminati plants that were just trying to figure out how to work together. I think within the satanic church, they're really close and friends. Oh, is that how that works? I think there's a lot of community around the satanic church. That's true, that's true. And, um, like, it makes sense then. Well, like, y- they go to the same church. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, like you've never hung out with the person you go to church with. That's like true. it's normal. Like you go to church, you you do your prayers to Lucifer, and then you go out <laughs> to lunch. You catch a little bit of Super Bowl. Like for them, this is normal. It's thanks it's, for judging them, by the way. Oh, sorry, I'm apologizing. <laughs> uh, but I'm only pulling from the Korean church, hi- you know, history that I know, which is that you go to church. And then you eat together after yeah. church, right? Yeah, and, and that's what they're doing. They're going. To, they're they're hanging out after church after their satanic church. They're going to the Super Bowl together, hanging out. I get it. I get it. Gotta I, get some of that guksu in. <laughs> I, I wonder if they knew they were going to be there together. I wonder if they're planned to be together. I don't know. Well, I feel like Noah's asking that question, which I never even thought of. So well, awesome to bring it up. That was the first th- thought I had. I I I felt like those two individuals were almost diametrically opposed mm. in terms of their message and in terms of their overall just again you know social groups that they hang around so i felt like the interactions that we saw between ice i've never heard of this girl before really until to, you know this week yeah. like have you heard of ice spice before i think i like, think she, a, what, what is she popular for is she a singer is that what she's good for i'm not sure i think i <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even know either brother i think there's a clip going around of the nuck boys asking Donald Trump, what do you think about Ice Spice? And <laughs> or it's like, you know, describe uh, Joe Biden in one word. Describe Vladimir Putin in one word. Describe whatever in one word. Ice Spice? And he said, they said, describe Ice Spice in one word. And he's like, uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a clip somewhere. So they're trying, they're, maybe they're just trying to push her to the forefront because she's the next uh, puppet to be used to corral the masses. Can you do a quick search on Ice Spice? I'm not exactly, I think she's an OnlyFans. One of these OnlyFans people. Jesus. I so, think she's the singer converted. She's a singer. Okay. Singer converted OnlyFans. Is that her claim to fame? The fact, uh, it's actually a good thing that both Matt and I don't know this, which means we're we not We're saturated. pretending we totally subscribe. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 15 bucks a month, guys. 15 bucks a month. That's I think it's 24. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see. Matt, Matt Just kidding. That's what I heard. But, but Matt brought up this idea of, of, of satanic worship. Mm. Clearly, we've seen patterns of the Super Bowl in the past that have clearly it looks like rituals that are mm. going on and i will say from some of the again i didn't watch it but from some of the color commentary it seemed like they weren't as ritualistic this year and as obvious with the satanic symbolism this year as they were in the past for someone who watched it matt would you say that that is an accurate statement i think they tried their best i think there is such a narrative that they are going too hard left and they were starting to lose their people. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are like, look, we're kind of done with the NFL. They're going too woke. Mm-hmm. They are becoming maybe too satanic in their imagery. Um, these uh, halftime shows are just over the top and weird. And when Rihanna was out there, they're like, this is too much. Super weird. So I think they made a conscious effort to come back to center. To tone it back? Yeah. Tone it down. And I think that's a great thing because, number one, they're listening. Number two, they're aware of what people are saying. Mm-hmm. So I think... If they were playing 
kind of to their audience or whatever for whatever reason why they did it. I I think they did a pretty good job with the Super Bowl. I saw a couple images of Usher in the middle of the like the the, mm. the red eyeball or whatever they're doing there. So apparently, uh, for the internet sleuths out there, Usher is very similar to a namesake within the Satanic Church as well. So there's some symbolism there if you want to try to extract it there. But whenever whenever the 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 entertainment has lots of red mm. and lots of black and red colors to it, it's kind of like, bro, we know where you're going with this, yeah. And I want to hit on Usher, but I watched the halftime show. Um, and he liked it. It was kind of lit. Because <laughs> I listened to Usher when I was so young. Yeah, not wrong. And for him to do all the classics, Usher, Usher, and then Usher. Alicia Keys came out, and I was Usher. like, that's kind of cool. Although she got a little thick. And <laughs> <laughs> Bro, is it like that? Don't judge her. And you're, being, I, you're being fat phobic. Just all, another phobia. All the airplane, to add to all the, the airplane vigilantes, and all the justice warriors for airplanes would be mad. Bro, at you. why do the fat people not have to pay for extra seats? Because it's, it's ridiculous. Not their fault that they're chunky. It's the so, airplane's fault for not realizing <laughs> that a subset of their constituency and customer base are wide at the hips, bro. Next time I fly, I'm going to identify as a fat person. <laughs> and then demand an extra seat. Like, what's stopping anyone from doing that? Not wrong. They're giving them away for free. The one thing I did enjoy about um, Usher's performance is that they said that he brought an all-Atlanta production crew with him. Ooh, that's nice. Keeping so, it local. Okay. Yeah, and Usher is from Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. Uh, Usher is kind of a hometown favorite of ours. And for him to bring his entire Atlanta crew to do the production, I thought that was cool. That's always good. Yeah. We're, we're little, little hats off to him for doing that. For everybody out there, Matt and I are big on on local local mm. uh, businesses and supporting local businesses. Yeah, the marching band was a local high school, also. Really, that's yeah. legit. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I, he didn't have to do that. He could have done all West Coast, mm. uh, but to bring the entire staff from Atlanta, and you know, Atlanta, it's weird. It's getting different, but we try to support here best we can. It's still a good look, Usher. We'll give you a hat tip for that. What are you trying to show us here? So, Ice Spice, they actually, she was nominated for a Grammy with for a duo with uh, Taylor Swift. If you see, oh, right this year, best pop duo yeah, she group was a, performance. She was a new artist last year, so. And she won. No, she didn't win any Grammys. No, but she, but was she did win an MTV seven. Europe Music Award, so that counts. Yeah, well, she won some Billboard awards. I don't know who she so, is. So I wouldn't we, even be able to recognize her song if I heard it. Is, is now is that because I think you would. I would. Yeah. Well, I'll play for you later. How, how much radio and mainstream media music do you want uh, listen to? I, I I don't listen to the radio at all, so I, I don't I don't know these latest artists that are coming up. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio. Even I'm, I'm an Apple musicer, and I don't listen to kind of the top ten, top one hundred. I don't listen to the pop charts. So. Let me let me ask you this. How do you find new songs, or do you find new songs, or are both of us at an age where we just kind of give given up on that idea? I will play like genres that I like mm. or whatever I'm in the mood for, and if I hear something, I'll be like, "Oh, okay, who is that?" So that's kind of how I find music. My kids are raised on the '80s and '90s because that's all I listen to is '80s and '90s stuff. I did see people talking about Chris Stapleton recently after the Grammys. Oh. And I don't know much about him, but I kind of like, I've been exploring country music. And so when I heard his name thrown around a lot, I just started listening to the Chris Stapleton Essentials mix. Yeah. You know? It's pretty and good, like, actually. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. I know some of these songs. Well, you don't like, what, uh, Florida Georgia Line? Don't you remember Florida? Yeah. Aren't they a, a Southern, like, pop? Yeah. 
that's as far as I'm going right there. I don't know anything else. So I've been listening <laughs> to a little bit of Chris Stapleton recently, um, and that's that's kind of how I find music. People talk about it. I turn on their mix or the central mix, and if it's cool, then I'll continue to listen. And if it sucks, then like I move on. So in summary, was the Super Bowl entertainment worth its value? I watched a lot of fucking Timo. I watched a lot of Timu commercials during oh. the Super Bowl. I think they played like six or seven of them. It and was like three, I think. No, it was way more than was that. Was it? Yeah, it was like six or seven Timu commercials. Pushing hard. So at six million dollars a pop. Yeah, I saw a tweet or uh, a meme saying Timu paying for the Super Bowl commercials with your credit card information. <laughs> Dude. I have a Timu story because I told my wife, wife, do not use Timu. They are, they're stealing your information. It's impossible to deal with. If you're under a problem, you're not going to like it. Like, don't buy anything from Timu. I've told her countless times. But as their tagline says, if you want to shop like a billionaire, shop Timu. (laughs) So my wife wanted to feel like a billionaire. And buy like 30 <laughs> little knickknacks for baby stuff. And I said, stop buying baby things from China. Like it's all corrupt and it's all chemicals. Don't do it. But it's so cheap. Not wrong. So she bought like 30 or 40 little items from Timu. And they are anywhere from like $5 to $20. It's like you buy new, 30 like, or 40 of them, you end up spending like a few hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like the dollar store. Just get sucked into it, man. So she bought this big box of 30 or 4 items from Timu, and they were supposed to arrive before Christmas. Mm. I think like five days before Christmas, we get a box, and it is a plastic shelf. <laughs> That's like, I, I, I got a story too, but I'll let you finish. <laughs> it is the box about the size of what the box of little knickknacks would be, but it's a plastic shelf. So my wife calls Timu, and she's like, hey, you sent me the wrong thing. Mm. And they're like, no, we shipped it out. We have the shipping record. Mm. You actually signed for it. Mm. And my wife was like, I did sign for it. I opened the box. It's a plastic shelf. I'm <laughs> supposed to get 30 like pieces of clothing and, and toys and whatever for my kid. You sent me a plastic shelf. Mm. And it's about the same way. It's plastic. Yeah. And they're like, well, can you send us the picture? She sends a picture. It's a box. They're like, well, this is what we sent you. I'm like, yes, we know this is what you sent us. <laughs> What's you the said problem? it was a box. What's the problem? And she's like, no, like, this is not the right item. And they're like, no, it says we shipped it to you. And like, yes, we received it. This is not what we ordered. This is like talking to bad AI. She talked to like five or six different people. She has all the emails, all the messages. It goes back and forth, back and forth. Show us a picture. Here's a picture. We send it to you. Here's a record of us sending it to you. No, we received it, but this is not what you're supposed to send. It went back and forth for like a month. The amount of time they spent on that would have been cheaper if they just shut up and shipped you the right thing. After a month, we're <laughs> like, all right, this is bullshit. Hey, Amex, we're going to file a claim. Yeah, cancel it. You can dispute anything with Amex. Yes. They're fantastic. Unfortunately, what Amex did was they contacted Timu and they're like, hey, they said they didn't receive their item. Timu was like, no, we sent it to them. Look, here's a receipt. We shipped it out. And here's them signing for it. They received it. That's like AI talking to AI now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know when there's those prank calls of the, the Chinese... Yeah, uh, talking to the Chinese guy. Taking shot. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, yeah. Egg roll, no egg roll. No, I, I send you egg roll. No, you send me noodles. So, you said three egg roll. No, I want noodles. So after a month, um, Amex was like, no, they sent, they said, they provided proof that they sent it to you. 
we have to charge you for this. Oh my gosh. So I have to call IMAX Black. No, somebody help me here. <laughs> they sent me a box. We ordered 30 items. They sent me a plastic shelf. This is ridiculous. Like, okay, we'll dispute it again. Yes. Don't buy anything from Timo. It's ridiculous. Unless you want to, unless you want Timo to spend all this capital on their employees going through these roundabouts. I mean, that's a great. Actually, you could put Timu through out of business if you kept doing that. Call them every time. They 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 pay their employees like two dollars an hour, so they don't care at all. Mm. Um, and they have so much money that they're willing to spend forty two million dollars plus. I have no idea on Super Bowl ads. And all those TikTokers are buying stuff on Timu. That's how yes. it works. That's if how you're it works. on TikTok, you've definitely got the opportunity to sponsor stuff on Timu. Exactly. My experience with Timu has been horrible. I'm still fighting for it. They still owe me three hundred something dollars, and they keep on telling me they shipped it to me, which they did ship me a package. It going was a, nowhere. It was a box. So Timu, we know that we we have a global audience. We know that we have Timu team members and customer service reps that listen to us, as well as executives <laughs> from Timu who watch the Matt Kim podcast. You know what to do. Do the right thing. Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what he really means, eat a dick means sponsor for $15,000 a month, uh, the Matt Kim podcast. We'll be awaiting your correspondence soon. <laughs> That's how it works. Right there. Do the right thing, Timu. Do the right thing. I will never agree with Timu. I think it's horrible what they're doing because what they're doing is they're buying all the cheapest shit from the Chinese factories and they're basically going around Amazon, yep. except you don't get the Amazon support. Nope. I don't know. It's like it's actually I think Timu is more like buying a mystery box. It's more like buying not even Alibaba because Alibaba used to be a thing. Mm. What was the cheaper version of Alibaba? Oh, I know. Exactly. Wish. Wish. Was wish. It wish. It's yeah, it was more wish. Timu is more like a reincarnation of wish. Yeah. Those those Internet scams guys. Yeah. And once Timu gets they take all the product and they get all your data, then they're just going to close down and open up as another wish type company they'll have all your data and they'll be able to target you with advertisement you'll never shake them from your system don't fuck with timu yeah and then suddenly you wake up on a thursday and suddenly you have new credit cards made out in your name and they're from china Mm. bro that's how it works so rant over guys the short story is don't buy anything from timu executives you know what to do did you watch the um the christian ad oh bro that was weird that was I saw that and I knew ex- I knew immediately the messaging and narrative that they were trying to do. When there. I first watched it, and actually, let's see if we can play it. I I jotted down the website. Um, this really threw me off. It had me thinking it for a second. Really, because at first glance, I was like, "Oh wow, there is a Christian organization advertising the Super Bowl." I didn't expect that. Good for them, and their message was. A little weird, but it was of service. Mm-hmm. So I was like, from my initial thought, I was like, okay, I don't mind this. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's interesting that they would spend the money to have this advertisement. Yeah. And then I thought about all the imagery and what they were talking about. I was like, huh. It's always the imagery. I was like, it's weird. Symbolism will always be their downfall. They were, um, let me see. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the, um, the, there's an AI artist that is, um, what he's doing is he's taking all the, I don't know if you've seen this, but he's taking all these OnlyFans and all these like uh, thoughts and all their videos and pictures, and he's using AI to like dress them. Mm. Um, 
and I forget I forget what the theme the theme is called, but it's it's making its rounds on social media that if you're a you know you're a OnlyFans girl and you're half naked in all your pictures, don't let this guy grab your stuff because he'll just put clothes on all of you and make you actually look like a regular human being. So it reminds me that reminds me of what I'm trying to bring to is AI artists, and this is a Reddit thing, and it cracks me up. Whenever there's a Reddit post of a white mom holding like a black baby, and what the AI artists do is they take that and they show this is what it would look like if you actually uh, breeded within your race hmm. and you weren't beat up by a black guy or something like this or some type of joke like this. The whole idea is their imagery, if you noticed, it's always a white person. Hmm. Did you notice that in the, in the ad? It's always a white person kneeling at the foot of the trans, the foot of the... See if you can pull this up. Let, let's watch. I, I don't know how long it is. Immigrant. So Actually, the imagery the is really one. consistent in that they're trying to demean the demean the Caucasians. Yeah, it's a one minute. It's a one minute thing. Um, oh, are we bringing that up here? Yeah, let's, let's just watch it real quickly. But just note, just notice that it's always a white person kneeling. Hmm. Yeah, we're about to find out. I thought at first glance I didn't hate it, and then I. It took me a second to like think about it before I realized I hated it. Uh, and Will is playing with the uh, computer. Yep, we're bringing it up. It's cool. not easy to run computers these days. All right, but all right. So this is a, a white person uh, washing the feet. This is another white person washing the feet of a maybe a migrant, washing the feet of a trans. Is she trans? She's just a lesbian. Uh, washing the feet of a native. Washing that looks feet, like Hillary Clinton, by the way. Washing the feet of an abortionist. Washing the feet of a poor, maybe drug person. A drunk. Uh, washing the feet of a, another migrant. Another immigrant. Another immigrant. Oh, she's oh, just, okay. Okay, wow. Yep, that's a trans, I think. That's, um, there's like so much in there. Leave that up there. He washed, he didn't teach hate, he washed feet. Okay, so the message is, if we look at the symbolism and the final words, it's white people bow down to the colored people um, because implicitly you're a hateful race. And Jesus didn't teach hate, so you need to wake up white people and stop being hateful against the people who are slowly replacing you demographically. It was weird because no. first it's – it's you're right. Almost everyone was white except the one. Yeah. Um, and they are kneeling washing the feet of trans, of lesbian, of drug and alcoholics. Clearly of, immigrants. Of immigrants, of Muslim, yep, Muslim. of different – Different, is that different races, races and cultures? Yep. The white man must bend to the different races and cultures is the whole theme of that ad. Oh, and the abortion clinic. Of course. Yeah. Which was really weird. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Jesus didn't teach hate. So, I mean, when I first saw it and I was like, okay, don't hate. I can get behind that. And then you're like, all right, but don't hate all these things that you kind of disagree with. Mm. And it's like, okay, maybe now they're telling you you have to accept it. Yes. That's the whole idea. The, the, these commercials. It, it was really weird the, for me. These it really threw me off. And, 
and, and maybe I have maybe more of a, 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 a deeper bias against these types of commercials, but these commercials are 100% just virtue signaling. Mm. You're not going to find a single person on the planet that you go up to them and say, hey, man, is it right to hate? And they're, and they're going to say yes. Everyone agrees. It's like Captain Obvious. Like Jesus didn't preach hate. Captain Obvious, thank you. What what new news can I learn today from you guys? And so clearly the message the message of don't hate is a, a useless message. We all – there's not a single person that wakes up in the morning and truly chooses violence except for the elites out there who truly choose violence and they want to kill us by injecting us with poison. But other than those individuals, most people do not hate. And so what is the core of the message? The core of the message is a demoralization. The core of the message is a demoralization of, of Caucasian and, and, and white culture in that you need to bend the knee to these other cultures because clearly there's a hierarchy, and the hierarchy is that the white man is the lowest on the totem pole. This has been the narrative for a decade now, uh, even even more 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 than that. So it, I, I, I find even as an Asian-American, I find it to be really – I was re- somewhat offended mm. when I first saw that because it just the, – the imagery itself reveals the message. What is this organization? It, this is just a way for them to increase their ESG score mm. so that when they get investors from BlackRock <laughs> and Vanguard and State Street, that they'll look at their ESG score and say, man, you guys aren't producing any value, but daggone, your ESG score is a lot. So let's give you and invest $100 million in you so you guys can continue to promote your anti-hate rhetoric and ensure that everybody knows of, of how they should live. Essentially, they're just they're just promoting this falsehood and this narrative of that that the 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 white person is lesser than the colored person, which is the way that I see it. I think it's black and white. Could get us demonetized or not monetized. Could get us <laughs> censored if, if if that's fine. But I just don't see any. The pattern is clear, man. To me, I I just I really it really irks me when these types of patterns of imagery are so blatantly obvious to me. You you're putting one race below others. And that, that, that is in stark contrast to everything that we're supposed to be taught as kids is where, you know, color of your skin doesn't matter. It's the content of your character. On their website, they have, what is your stance uh, on their FAQs? What is your stance on the LGBTQ plus community? These are probably the most common questions we receive. And we understand why. Many of those who represent Jesus have made people in the LGBTQ Plus, community feel judged and excluded, and others in the Jesus community have simply ignored their stories and lived experiences. So let us be clear in our opinion. Jesus loves gay people, and Jesus loves trans people. The LGBTQ plus community, like all people, is invited to explore the story of Jesus and consider an example of unconditional love, grace, and forgiveness of others. No matter who you are, you are invited to explore the story of Jesus and consider what it means for your life. Well... Here's my color commentary. Jesus is the, Jesus is not just a story about love. Mm. Jesus is a story about transformation. Mm. Jesus loves you so much that he is willing to, under the theology of Christianity uh, in the New Testament, Jesus loves you so much that he was willing to die for your sins so that you wouldn't stay in sin. That is the often missed part of the narrative of Jesus is it's always like Jesus loves everybody. You're not wrong. Jesus loves everybody. That's the narrative. However, he also – part of that love is a transformation that you will move away from sin. You'll move away from the, a negative bad lifestyle. 
bad decisions, these types of things. And so I remember hearing a pastor one time in a church say it, it's clear as day, it's as simple as this. Jesus loved you so much that he, that, he, that he wants you to not stay in your sin, that he wants you to be transformed by that love to a better life. And so that is the thing that is often missed. So the ones who follow that doctrine, follow that messaging of, of Christ, would look at this and say, you're not wrong. Jesus doesn't hate people. He loves everybody, but he doesn't celebrate sin. And he still will call out the sinners. Yes. Jesus Jesus was very much comfortable with running into temples, upending tables, mm. because he was against the, the Jewish people in the temples doing usury or loaning out money to the Gentiles. Mm. Right? He didn't have any problems you know, shaking a fist and making it obvious that you are caught up in your own sin. You you need to change. The You know, the day of the Lord, which is used in the Bible a lot, the day of the Lord is near, right? And so we don't know when the day of salvation is going to be, but you need to get right with God because the day of salvation is going to come. The day of the Lord is going to come. So Jesus loves you so much that he doesn't want you to stay in your sin. He wants you to be better. He wants you to be healthier. He wants you to be wiser, make good decisions. And obviously, at the end of the day, love the Lord your God. So, final question on Super Bowl. Is the NFL rigged? 100%. Whoa. 100%. Whoa. I don't know if it is. It's registered as a sports entertainment business, not yeah. a sports athletic industry. But Because there are so many entertainment components to it. Yeah, and so because it's it has the not only the guys, but because also so is the, the NBA, so is every other sport. That's why they're, they're all, all scripted. They're, they're all scripted. They all know the outcome. Why do you think they? Let's just think of the satanic rituals <sighs> they do at that the NFL game. Mm. The only reason they can create a production, a satanic production, a satanic ritual with that much detail and that much specificity is because it's a purely a show. Let me let me sit, sit you on this. The best athletes in the world play in the the best football players on the planet play in the NFL. Yes, we agree. Amazing. Those the best sports athletes in football play in the NFL, and they are the best entertainment you'll ever receive. Hmm. They're the best. They're the best of the best. So they should be deeply entertaining, regardless of outcome. That is the bread and circuses from the Roman days, brother. It hasn't changed. Just a reminder, everyone, the gladiators fighting each other were not real. That actual gladiators that we think of, because we call football players modern-day gladiators, the reality is gladiators themselves were all for show. This is a fact. We all know it. Yes. You've just been told by um, media and movies that they actually fought to the death. No, they were actually a protected class. Yes. So this we you, know is true. You can't have all your best gladiators suddenly get cut up, get get gangrene and die. They're yeah. your best entertainers. So even in the Roman times, they, it was all scripted. It was all played out. We'll let you guys decide. Is the NFL scripted or not? Maybe drop a comment. Let us yeah, know. you can hit us up on, on the X and let us know. Flame us up. Peter, you're so wrong, man. Uh-huh. It's not scripted. Wrestling is real. So, <laughs> <laughs> so pivoting from Super Bowl, the most odd thing I saw on the internet after the Super Bowl ended, was the dark branded tweet. Which can you pull up that tweet, Will? That can, picture. Can, can, I feel like we're in an Inception, where there's like a Russian doll in another Russian doll and another Russian doll, and no one realizes that it's just one one thing after another. And for the 
Democratic social media masterminds behind Joe Biden, they've accepted this meme of dark Brandon, which was it's kind of like the left and the Democrats accepting. Let's go, Brandon. Like that was you were never supposed to accept that. It was a, you know what I'm saying? Are they that obtuse? So it's a picture with Joe Biden with lasers, red lasers coming from his eyes with the sinister grin. And it says, just like we drew it up. And on his Instagram, it's the same picture with the same caption, except he tags at Chiefs. So your last question was, is the NFL rigged? Just like we drew it up. Or are they leaning into it because they know there's a narrative? And are they getting ahead of it? Because, all right, is this tweet and picture successful? Yeah, 215 million views. Which was, but, but, but can we can we just appreciate the Is irony? it the most viral picture and video that he's ever made? And obviously, when we say he, like not him specifically yeah. because he's not using the internet, we mean like his team. <laughs> <laughs> he does not use the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm cracking up so much about that, but it. it Probably because it really tickles a funny bone. Like, <sighs> the man can't speak. Oh, my. Have you seen him recently? Oh, bro, Jesus. People are making fun of us, man. Every time he opens his mouth, it's just like... Because on the Thursday before, he had his press conference. We had the John Herr special investigation yeah, report yeah. where they said he seems like an old man losing his memory. Yeah. And then for three days, the uh, New York Times and, and CNN and MSNB, they were like, oh, does he have dementia? And they were questioning him. They yeah, were doing yeah, that. Yeah. But and now... This is what they came with. This is their kind of reaction to it. I, Did this save him? You think this saved him? Is it possible? I, I, okay, can, can for we, the last four days leading up to this picture and leading up to the Super Bowl, everyone in the news, the left and the right, were saying Joe Biden is done. Mm-hmm. He is senile. He is weak. He has poor memory. And they try to paint him as this old man that's fading. Yeah, and we just had the Justice Department say that he is not able mm. to go to trial because his cognitive abilities correct which which can we just can we sit on that for just a second how crazy is this and they took the narrative of joe biden is falling apart yeah and in one picture everyone's talking dark brandon yeah so maybe maybe the uh maybe the psyop maybe maybe the deflection mm. is working because now we're not talking about his mental ca- capabilities anymore no, we're talking about this picture well, clearly they got us pinned they got us pinned matt we're talking about dark brandon instead of his his mental capacity because i think this is something they're going to roll out moving forward dark brandon that's going to be his thing i think they're going to own it they're going to run into it because right now you have um, are you serious yeah i, I think this is his new personal communication that we're going to run into for maybe the next few months but can, can we not for a second appreciate the fact that this was actually a meme created by the right yes that they took, took they, it so they took it over. Yes. And they made it his. And it worked. How because un- anyone that sees this picture will now forever associate it with Dark Brandon. You just full circled me. I get it now. Yeah. They're, they're, now. they're taking I'm over the culture. Full circle. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. They're, they're, they, they took the alt-right meme yes. of Dark Brandon and Let's Go Brandon from the NASCAR race, which and was really it. just F Joe Biden. And they're now owning it. Yes. This is, this is how you change history. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think I think my mind just 
Because we because we, we think the liberals and Biden administration, they're all idiots. Yeah, and unsoph- unsophisticated. It's kind of true. Yeah. Right? But the reality is they have the most data of anybody. They know exactly what people are looking for, uh, the people are searching uh, for, what they're clicking on, they're commenting on. They know what you're searching on your uh, internet. They know everything about you. No one has more data than the Biden administration into wrong. your personal life. Not wrong. And your communications and what you search and what you talk about, what you look at. They know everything. And after all that data analysis, and they probably spent millions of dollars combing through all the data, they're like, how do we break this narrative that Joe Biden is failing, that he's stupid, that he is um, losing his mental capacity? How do we fight that? And how do we fight against the fact that that Trump is becoming kind of a hero? Yeah. You can't make Joe Biden a hero and Trump a hero and try to have them both compete as hero because he would lose. So how do you help Joe Biden? How do you separate himself? Make him... The, anti, the bad guy. The anti-hero. Make him the evil guy. Make him the Darth Vader of the conversation, which a lot of people actually support Darth Vader. Which is the anti-hero. Yes. He, so he's, oh my gosh, Matt. This is why I joined the Matt Kim podcast, everybody, <laughs> to be awake and to be awoken. You just full, full circled me, man. Mm. So they've, wow. So the, now, <laughs> but, wow. That was a real, that was true. Wow. No, but but at the same time, if I can go a little farther, you might, it's, you know, the, 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 the logician in me, mm. the lo- logic in me seems like you're giving too much credit to the Democratic Party. Cause I mean, cause, cause you're, you're telling me that they're, the Democratic Party is so sophisticated that they, they have all this data clearly and they're seeing the writing on the wall. They're seeing the trends. They're seeing the social, they're seeing how everyone's using these, these memes against their president, uh, presidential candidate. And so what they're saying, what you're telling me is they're saying, let's own it. Yeah, let's let's own the shit sandwich, mm-hmm. and as long as we own the shit sandwich, we can we can promote the right narrative for the shit sandwich, even though it was not original originated mm. by us, but we have taken it on. I mean, if anything, maybe they learned from President Trump. They put the mugshot out on President Trump, mm. and it was supposed to be humiliating for him. No. It was supposed to destroy him. We have T-shirts now, and it became we have one hanging on the wall. <laughs> yeah. I got, right? the, I got the t-shirt, guys. Yeah, it became a symbol of kind of... Fuck the man. Yeah, damn the man. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's this narrative of President Biden being incompetent, and now you have the sinister, and you're like, damn. So he's like, he Bat- he, like. He's, he's Batman. He's not the hero we need, but he's the hero we deserve. Exactly what they're trying to push, <laughs> I think. Because how how do you change the narrative? Let's crack it up here. If you just let him be and you're like, no, like the let's go, Brandon. It's frustrating, and and they try to fight against it, then he's gonna look really weak and even more incompetent and even more senile. Wow. So every time the alt right says let's go, Brandon, people are gonna interpret that as like they're supporting him. I don't know about supporting him, but at least it's shifting the narrative and perception. Because right now he needs to build his base. What he's losing is his base. I'm getting mind blown right now because when I look at this from who I am, mm. you guys kind of know who I am. Matt knows who I am. When I see this, I, I look at this and this makes zero sense that you would have such a dark picture of a silhouette of a man that creates in every single graphic novel you've ever seen when you have this type of color palette. That's the bad guy. Yep. Because they're not in light. And of course he has laser eyes. Yep. Which is like... Every single bad guy if in space, they have green or red eyes, right? So, like, for me, I'm looking at this, and this is not the right narrative that you want to have as your president. Mm. But what you're telling me is this is exactly what we deserve. 
This is exact. They have no choice. He is so unpopular. <laughs> right? My mind is blown, bro. He is so unpopular. <laughs> People are this. extremely questioning his mental fac- mental facilities. Mm-hmm. What else do you do? How do you change the narrative of who dark you, who Brandon is and you make him the dark Brandon? You tell me they they've owned the shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because if you think of the movie which we most people are familiar with Joker. Yes. Joker is a bad guy. Yeah. He kills everyone in He's that He's the movie. anti-hero. But you watch it and you're like, I kind of fuck with that guy. <laughs> right? Kinda, you kind of relate to I him a little bit. I kind of fuck with that guy, yeah. He makes sense to you because they explore his story and he commits all these crimes. But part of you is like, yeah, I hope he kills everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, when I watched The Joker, it was very similar. It was, I kind of understand him. Yes. You know? I understand him. Oh, my gosh. We he, is, a- he is doing whatever he can to fight against the Free- tyranny of Orange Man Bad. Freethinker Army in the Discord, I know you're there. We have a new convert to the Biden campaign. Please, <laughs> s- please start spam in the Discord. Let Matt free Matt, free Matt, free Matt, free Matt. He's Matt, getting- Matt likes ice cream, too. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, it's not that I'm saying I think it's going to be effective in the long run. I don't know if it's going to be effective. However, what I do know is that in a matter of three days, they've changed the conversation. I just find it fascinating that that uh, two things. Number one, he has denied the uh, the cog- cogn- cognition test, mm. number one. Um, and number two, the Justice Department has said that he is not cognitively uh, well enough to stand trial. But yet, in tr- implicitly to that statement— is what well, he's not cogent enough to stand trial, but he's cogent enough to read to lead three hundred and fifty million people yes. in America. Yes. How is this a thing, Matt? I like, have no please idea. <laughs> unpack this for me. I cannot understand this logic whatsoever. There is nothing I can say to make you feel better about that. That is just the reality of our lives. <laughs> it's so messed up. Dark Brandon is literally the first president in history who cannot pass. A cogn- cognition well, test. Well, we don't know that because he doesn't take one. Come on, that's that's like that's like that's like getting caught by the police, getting pulled over, and you're clearly drunk. Everybody knows it. You can't speak anything. And then when they say you need to take the breathalyzer test, you're like, "No, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. No, I don't need it." It's like, oh, another step, another step, and layer in the 4D chess of Dark Brandon. What if? What if what they're trying to do is actually make him seem evil, let him own it, because they know for sure that he's not going to make it all the way to the election? So if you make him as evil as you can, and you bring in someone shiny like a Gavin Newsom in June around the Democratic National Committee Convention time, and you make him shinier, then all of a sudden he seems even better because they've made Dark Brandon seem so dark and evil. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they're intentionally trying to make him seem evil because they can put someone shiny in front of him and him being uh, not cogent, him not being aware, and then you bring someone like a Gavin Newsom, who's so smart, so so quick with his words, so quick in yeah. his thinking. Yeah. All of a sudden, He's he sharp. seems even sharper by contrast. Oh. Don't you think that's going to backfire, though? Aren't people going to look? It? Aren't they going to compare him against Trump, though? Who? Dark Dark Brandon. I I mean the idea. So is what, that- you're, what you're saying in this. 5D, 4D chess of the Democratic Party is that they are intentionally 
darkening him, darkening uh, Biden, so that a a mysterious, wonderful new character can enter the game, mm. and this shining new star, also known as Gavin Newsom, or uh, Big Mike mm. will come in, and since the contrast is so stark because Dark Brandon's so such a bad guy now, that anything is better than Dark Brandon. Yes, theoretically, I think it makes sense Man. from a kind of a big overview type of thing. I feel like we're following Q drops now. Yeah, <laughs> like, because what, if, what, 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 what are we going to believe? Because if you've decided in your minds and kind of as a strategy that you're going to roll roll out Gavin Newsom. Come June, uh, because they're not going to do it in the primary season because uh, they don't want primaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to do it around convention time so that they can appoint because that's how it works. If if he drops out for health reasons after the primary is over, then the then the DNC can appoint who their candidate will be. Isn't going to be Kamala? I mean, she's so unlikely. She's even more unlikable than him. Really? She's not going to survive a campaign against Trump. You There's no so? way. I mean, he will wreck her. But but. She's not gonna go out. She's not gonna go out without swinging, though. I think. Do you if, think she's just gonna be like, "Yes, Amasa"? Like, if their dark brand it doesn't work, then I'm just gonna, you know, hide in the closet. I mean, come on, Kamala's got teeth, doesn't she? I think she is a company woman. Mm, she falls she... in line, mm. and I don't think she's shown ever that she's willing to go over the line to for self preservation. She self-preserves by being a company person, mm. you know, being um, non-expendable. She's she's parasitic. The only reason she's surviving is because she's part of the system. Right. I don't think she has it in her to be like, no, I'm next. Damn the system. I'm going to burn it all down. You can't jump me. I don't feel like that's oh, in no. her. Oh, they would, they would throw her out the exit. Yeah, so I, I don't think she has that in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh. makes sense. That makes sense. Or maybe yeah. she does. Maybe she's going to, maybe if they appoint Gavin Newsom and she does this whole Karen thing and throws a fit. Which would be amazing to watch, but it's going to be very detrimental to the party. Man, I I, I feel like can I feel like Kamala Harris it, it is easily the most ineffective and non essential and almost inconsequential vice president we've ever had. Mm. Like, can you think of one thing that she's done? Well, other than talk about that they have USB plugs in school buses now. What is the role of a vice president actually? It's to take over the presidency in case the president gets incapacitated. But outside of that, what do they actually do? I think they're supposed to. I don't think they I really think do much. Supposed to use, you know, have really big knee pads and just long, long it away, slobber on those knobs. Bruh. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out of my system. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> slobber on those knobs i mean i think no one will argue that she has been effective in her position like we all know she's literally the border czar yeah, oh that's right she's done a great job at the she's border. literally in charge of the border czar and she's in charge of ai <laughs> these are the two things that she's been tasked with to uh spearhead and both things failed miserably at so i don't think anyone's gonna say that kamala's doing a great job uh, but i don't think she has the aspiration to if the DNC shows up and says, Gavin Newsom is our guy, that's who we're going to run with, that's the guy that can potentially beat Trump, I don't think Kamala's be like, no, like, don't overstep me. I just don't see that in her. I just don't. I just, I just can't believe. If we're going back to this picture. I cannot believe they ran this picture. Mm. I mean, even his fingers look gangly and, like, he looks like a, like a you know? Like, like, any sane person that was like, okay, here's my guy. 
My job is to represent my guy in the best view possible. I need to make the best decisions on videos and pictures so that whenever we post anything about my guy, my dude, it is the best light, the best narrative, the best optics, the best good feeling of all time. There's not a single person that I could conjure up as a media representative for the guy. Okay. The narrative is is that he has dementia and he's weak. Does he look like he has dementia in this picture? No. Does he look weak in this picture? Actually, no, he doesn't. Does he, does he actually look younger in this picture? Does he look more stable and more of a leader in this picture? You're selling me. Yeah. You're selling me. Yeah. You're Other than me. the fact that he has these crazy eyes, because if they did this picture without the eyes, number one, no one would click it, no one would share it, no one would care about it, no one would talk about it. It would be, the, and they'd be like, oh, look, that's not even him. Yeah, they, they posted a really dark contrast picture. Weird. Yeah. It's but the eyes. You give the laser eyes, and he loves to that's say a, that's laser focused. That's a Bitcoin focused. thing, too, by yeah. the way. He loves to say laser focused. Oh, that's his line. We're laser focused, especially after Maui. He yes. loves to say laser focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see his picture, and you're like, you forget all those things for a moment. Matt. I hate this picture. Matt, you figured it out, brother. Oh, I don't you know figured I it out. I don't know if I did. I clear, clearly, because I, I could not, with, with all of my brain power, which isn't much. A I lot. Couldn't, I couldn't figure. I literally was, so I was confounded. I didn't make any sense. The first thing I thought about is laser eyes is a Bitcoin meme. Yep. Dark Brandon is an alt-right meme. Yep. Like, you're failing on two two spots already. It's poorly contrasted, number three. Like, that's that's my technical brain taking over. But that's the first three things I saw, I thought about when I saw this. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. 215 million views? Yep. And that's just on X. X. Yeah. That's not including Instagram and TikTok Facebook. and everywhere. Yeah, Facebook. because It's Facebook a billion-viewed picture. <sighs> Man. Yeah. They own it now. You're not wrong. Mm -hmm. They now own the meme. The meme. And they knew this would go viral. They knew for sure it would go viral. It's a viral picture, man. So what? Do you, so let me ask you this then. It says just like we drew it up. Mm -hmm. what, do you think, what do you think he's referring to there? They're just leaning into it because there's oh, all this was this, all this was all planned. Yeah, there there's this theory that oh the NFL is rigged. The Chiefs were supposed to win, and they are playing into the pop culture. Of people saying, oh, oh NFL is rigged. Oh, my God. This is a 5D Bro, picture. Are you serious? I think so. I think so. I think this may be the... Sm I hate giving them credit. I think this may be the smartest picture and post they've made in his entire presidency. Because it's the most effective. It's worked. And well, they owned every single conspiracy theory in one frame. I mean, here we are talking about it for 20 minutes. It hasn't been that long. <laughs> Bro. Fuck this picture. <laughs> Let's move on. Fuck be this guy. Because last week... Um, Tucker Carlson went to Russia to see Vladimir Putin. We talked about it last week's episode. Yeah, we did. And the media we talked about last week went nuts. They lost their shit. We showed Hillary Clinton and CNN uh, just absolute losing. They called him a useful idiot. They called him a, a Russia spy. They, I think Hillary ca called him a Ru Russia's puppy dog or yep, something like this. Dog. Yep. They lost their shit. Yes. Over T Tucker Carlson being so a Russian. So crazy. So crazy. He's just a journalist. Yeah. And we talked about the issue that they should be able to interview whoever the hell he wants. Yeah. And we were actually very interested in it. After watching the interview, realized that it was not as bombastic as we all expected. Yep. And it made the media look like radicals. They did. 
Yeah. I don't know if that was a plan, but that was the effect. Mm. That is, we, but we, the thing is, is they've cried wolf. The media has cried wolf for so many, so many times and got caught with their pants down, uh, literally, because that's what Democrats like to do in, um, in the Capitol building. Calls. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and it's almost as it's have it's have it has no effect because at the end of the day, no one believes them anyway. So I wonder if it was just an exercise in distraction rather than credibility, because they don't have any credibility. If you, if you ask me, I think the entire week leading up to the interview, every single news channel was flooded with anti Tucker, anti Putin rhetoric. Oh, it was all over the place for sure. And then it came, and even up to the morning of that interview, they just went crazy. And the interview came out, and as soon as the interview came out, they're like, "Uh, fuck." Yeah, and the thing is, you use the word bombastic. It just, it wasn't it that wasn't. bombastic of it an wasn't. interview. It I wasn't. Mean, Putin did steamroll him on a lot of lot of things, mm-hmm. and you know, it is what it is. He's a high powerful person. He's going to say what he wants to say, and you know, I think that a lot of critics said that Tucker didn't ask him the questions that was mm-hmm. on everyone's mind. Uh, you know about social issues, trans issues, these types of things. Uh, but I think I think overall it was a an interesting conversation, but certainly didn't have the smoking guns that mm. all the mainstream media people were looking for, right? And I think they lost a lot of credibility that week mm. because of it. I think I I almost want to say that's even why they had to get on Joe Biden a little bit. Oh. Because they lost so much credibility that week. Mm. And everyone saw them for what they were, but- which is completely overreact and preemptively panic. But you've seen the clips just in the last couple of days, though, of the news media talking about how awake and how cogent and how 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 strong mentally Biden is, despite the fact that the Justice mm. Department and all this uh, says that he's not mentally fit. So I don't know, man. I mean, they, they keep digging these holes and you, you wonder how far they're going to dig until they get to the levels of Sheol or something. But I mean, they've dug holes so deep that it's the, the, I think I'd say that they're at rock bottom. They don't have any credibility anymore. I think the most concerning thing about the Tucker Putin conversation, mm. I think the most concerning thing about it is how many people, not only me, not only you, but I think Americans as a whole, we were sitting there ready to watch this thing, expecting and hoping that Vladimir Putin would call out our country and fix our mistakes. Mm. And if you think back to that, it's like, that's weird. Yeah, why would he fix our mistakes? I can't believe we were waiting Mm. for considered enemy of the state, regardless of what Mm. happened, he's still considered enemy of the state, that we're hoping and almost praying that the enemy leader of the enemy of the state will solve our problems. Yeah. And it's like, damn, we're so lost and we we have a, such lack of leadership that we're looking for anyone to lead at this point. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. And and in a hundred percent concession, because I made a video about this on X, I don't wait for mm. I don't wait for political interviews. Yeah. You know, that's just not my thing. But I was like that. Yeah. I was waiting on pins and needles mm-hmm. to see, and I'll give you my perspective. I was waiting on pins and needles to see if Putin would validate all the craziness mm-hmm. that's happening in America. And he did almost nothing yep. to validate the craziness that's happening in our country. And to your point, his point, Putin's point was, that's your garbage. Yep. You take out your own trash. I'm here for Russia and this is Russia's history. You're asking about intersections with Russia and the the world stage with NATO and Ukraine. Let me give you 
Russia's position mm-hmm. on this. But this is Russia's position. We came to the negotiation table many times. You reneged on all of the deals. At least that's his mm-hmm. perception. And we we were always amenable and agreeable to negotiating. You guys effed it up. So guess what? Take out your own garbage. Those are your problems. Exactly. You deal with them. Exactly. And uh, Which is, frankly, the right position for a leader like that to be in. It was the right move on his part. Yes. I was, I, like you, was waiting for him to ream American society. Validate us. Yeah. Validate me, please. And again. He didn't do it. Just the fact that we expected it, wanted it, and almost felt disappointed that he didn't. I think there was a lot of people out there. It's like they were expecting this huge bomb to be dropped. Yeah. And that would be like, yeah, Putin's on our side. We're like, wait a second, what? Yeah. He's actually not on our side at all. Yeah. Like, why do we want that? Yeah. <laughs> like why were we even thinking that it's it's and 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 if i can oh man i love this conversation i think i think part of that is because we've been traumatized Mm. we've been we've been sifted through the mud the grime and 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 the dirt with our mainstream media the politicians and the elites who are constantly talking down to us like even for someone who is confident in your business and your life and, and you know your family life and things are relatively good, right? The glass is half full. Same for me. It just showed that even people – and I'll just speak for myself. People like me who feel like I'm relatively unaffected by the social and the world and all the politics and all the negativity, even I mm. had a moment where I was like, damn, did I get played? Did I get played? Because I'm like you. Maybe not like you, but I wanted Putin to validate me. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching the the, the, the the clown circus of what's going on in our politics and social, our schools. And I was just hoping that Putin would be like, all you guys validated. Y'all are crazy. The trans thing is crazy. All your all the DEI stuff is crazy. You know, what you're doing against Elon Musk is crazy. What you're doing against the Christians are crazy. What you're doing, you know, your your you know, the CBDCs are crazy. Like, but he said none of that. None. He didn't he he I had like the biggest blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's one hundred percent on us for wanting it. Yeah. As not on him for not doing it. That again, he was like, I'm gonna I'm Russian. I'm talking about Russia. I care about Russia. Yeah. And which is a stark contrast to say a dark Brandon mm. who is like, oh, let's talk about your country. Let's talk about your country. Let's talk about over there. Let's talk about that war. Let's talk about that war. Mm. And we're like, no, like we want you to talk about America. You know, you bring up a great point in that. And let me rephrase what you said, but it's almost like America is truly starving for leadership. Yes. So much so. America first we, leadership. Yes. America first. Le- we're starving so much so that we're on pins and needles waiting for another country's leader mm, yep. to make us feel valid. It's like, that's a meta level shit right there. If anything, my takeaway from the Putin interview was that for Vladimir Putin, he is Russia first. As he should be. Which he should be. He does what he thinks is right for his people. Mm. Maybe, maybe those decisions aren't what's best for us over here. Mm. But again, that's he does what he thinks is best for his people. That's what I took from it. Mm. That he truly cares about what he's doing, why he's doing it. And again, sometimes if you guys both if both sides believe in their side only, then there's gonna be conflict. That's just how wars are. However, I think he's that's what I got from it. He is Russia first guy. And that's all he wanted to talk about. His Russia stance. Yes. 
And if we could, were to extend that just a little bit, a, a powerful narrative that comes out of that is, damn, it was so obvious that Putin is Russia first. Mm. Why don't we have that? Yes. Why don't we have an America first leader? Why are we engaged in all of these international events, international conflicts, international brouhaha's? Like, why are we still the world police, if we want to put it that way? Russia clearly has, and we can talk about, you know, the banks, the banksters not being able to get into Russia mm. as part of that, and while they're trying to destroy Russia. We could talk about how, how the, the big corporate machines of, of technology can't get into Russia, and that's why they're trying to de- defeat Russia so they can get fair. There's always economics at play. But at the end of the day, it's clear that Putin cares for his people first, and I think what America saw through the Putin interview is that we in, internally, maybe even intrinsically, are starved mm. Of that type of leadership and i think that was for me one of the after soaking in and doing a little bit of retrospectives and and thinking about the interview that's what i got out of it is like holy cow the fact that we're yearning for a leadership so bad that we're willing to listen to another leader like putin shows the lack of leadership that we have in america and final thought can you imagine joe biden sitting there doing a two-hour oh. interview bro he doesn't even know where his son died in the war like can you imagine those yet. two sitting across the table and negotiating oh, anything be, in life or having a conversation? He would be destroyed, intellectually destroyed. You <laughs> can dark Brandon him all you want. <laughs> there is no way he survives that. No way. There's no way he makes it past 15 minutes. Steamrolled. And even that, I'm like, damn, dude. Like, our leaders are so weak. It's huge concern. Mm. Because mm. what if we did get in a real serious conflict that needed diplomacy what if we got into a conflict not not these yeah. proxy wars but yeah. we got into an active war yeah. with someone yeah. like a yeah. nuclear powerhouse we, like a russia and we needed the leaders to actually sit down and figure it out yeah you need sophistication we would get waxed oh bro in that negotiation oh we would get cr- it would they would they, it wouldn't even be a conversation it would just be a dictation by the other side because dark brandon wouldn't actually be able to say anything sophisticated or, or even be able to think it's 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 it the juxtaposition between how cogent how sophisticated a man of history mm. whether you whether he interprets the history differently than the history books is what it is yeah but the man knows his history he knows what he what Russia's gone through he's trying to be part of the solution to the next you know the next great Russia making Russia great again these types of things and 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 the fact that we know and if anyone I can't believe it's it kills me when I see mainstream media pundits talking about how intelligent Dark mm. Brandon is, <laughs> how sophisticated he is, and how great of a communicator he is, and how awake and alive he is. And it's, it's like, bro, like, are you? Are we not living in the same reality? It is truly like you know, weekend at Bernie's. The guy is brain dead. Yeah, he's brain dead. He's gone. And then when I think all that's right. our that's our leadership. He has the nuclear codes, which is crazy. He has the nuclear codes. And if I think one day we may be in a position where we have to negotiate or have diplomacy with someone like a Russia and a China, Ugh. and you see Putin, because we got to see him for two hours. Yeah. We see everything about Joe Biden. Mm. We've seen President Xi in various other forms. I'm like, damn. If we, if we had to choose one person to sit at that table and negotiate on our behalf, I don't want it to be Joe Biden. No. I don't think anyone in their right mind is thinking, I'm glad Joe Biden is going to negotiate for us. 
If yeah. it's in a negotiation with world leaders, I think most people be like, I, I, I don't really like Trump. Like he's kind of a mean tweeter, and uh, you know, like he likes girls. It looks like, but I want that guy to be the guy sitting at that table. Yeah, at, at least he'll at least he'll put up a fight. He is not going to back down, and he is clearly America first. Whether you agree with his policies or not, mm. he's doing what he thinks is best for this country. Mm. Yeah, we definitely had it better under Condoleezza Rice and Colin Powell. At least mm. they knew how to negotiate. I think that's what we have today. Next episode, I think we may be filming from Romania. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Ooh. Oh, and always, I never do this. We need to do this more. If you're still watching or still listening, hit the like button. Smash the like button. We don't do the like button call out enough. And I do it because I feel like people already know to do it. So I don't have to ask people to do it. No, but but apparently, still, if you don't do ask for it, then people don't do it. Yep. Hit the like button. Just, 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 just do it. <laughs> just do it. Thank you, everyone. See you guys next week. <laughs>